The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, good morning once again. Rick Zamprin with you. Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax, Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They are the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfie team. 905-575-7700 is their number. 905 575 Seven seven zero zero. Follow them on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, they have some awesome videos, some amazing listings in and around the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, Brantford area. Uh, we have a host of amazing topics we're going to get to, including uh, owning a home in Hamilton. How much uh, does it cost in comparison to other cities uh, all around. Is it legal? This is an interesting. Is it legal to scatter your loved one's ashes on public property? We'll get to that later on in the show. We'll also talk about some statistics on home buying and selling. But to begin, as we usually do, we'll talk about what's happening in Rob's world and Rob's week. What is uh, what's going on in your world? Wow, this week's been a very, very busy week. Um, we had our own event that we put on and we call it Win in Any Market. And what this is for is for realtors. Um, we share our ideas, what we do in, uh, in, in the market, that condition that we're in. So we had 250 agents show up at, uh, at uh, you know where Prudhoe's, uh, sorry, uh, the Beacon, remember the, the old hotel, the Beacon off the highway there in Jordan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they had a nice banquet room uh, below that overlooked the Lake Ontario and the uh, marina was beautiful. We were trying to find a, a, a winery uh, to do this uh, event uh, that would hold 200 more people, but we could, there was no winery that would ever could do that, that we wanted something close to the highway. So, um, so we had 250 agents that showed up between the, uh, the Hamilton, uh, uh, Niagara, which was really good. So, um, so the one things that we were doing focus on, you know, building relationships with potential clients, showing them how to do that showcase, uh, uh, our expertise and experience in real estate market, you know, provide excellent, you know, what we do for customer service, uh, effective marketing strategies. We, you know, we show them what we do, you know, stay up to date. We know the latest trends and developments, you know, we're always, there's always new things happening and offer you know, uh, incentives to, you know, what, what, what we do to, uh, attract clients, you know, we're very proactive seeking out, uh, you know, business opportunities and referrals continues to work on improving our, uh, you know, our skills and knowledge in the field. So we did one, I think it was, uh, last year in, in uh, late fall and we had about 160 people show up for that one. And, and that was a great one. Everybody loved it. They really were impressed with it. And you know how it is when you do a sequel, it's never always as good as the first one, you know, and, but this was even better than the first one. Everybody was saying, Rob, this was unbelievable. It was even better than the first one. So either we're getting better, um, uh, at, at what we're doing. So, but we, we do probably three or four of these a year, uh, meet up with, uh, you know, realtors and, and just share our ideas and, um, uh, and, uh, they love it. They love it. A lot of inspiration, a lot of, uh, uh, technology and a, and a lot of, uh, ideas and nuggets that they take back with them that will probably help their business. And, uh, and it was, it was a great success. We, uh, yeah, that was held at the, I guess they called the Ramada hotel. 
in Jordan, uh, the old Beacon. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then also, I went to a conference uh, in Toronto on uh, Thursday, and um, it's uh, it's called the Buzz Conference. And I guess they they hold uh, these, you know, in in the West Coast and also here. You know, it's where professionals and uh, influencers and innovators and and disruptors that come meet. You know, we meet together, share inspired. You know, net uh, and network to shape the Canadian real estate industry. Uh, you know, there's you know, learn you know new trends and and strategies. You know, so it was pretty cool. There was a lot of uh, influencers there. There was people there from California, New York, and uh, uh, Quebec. There was a, an influencer there, uh, a lady that uh, she's really big in uh, on so, uh, social media. Uh, from Montreal, she was there speaking. Fantastic speaker. Uh, I was inspired by her, and uh, yeah, it was really it was really good. It's uh, like a lot of uh, information uh, that was going on. Also, we had um, how to treat people like you're at the Ritz Carlton, and there was another uh, seminar this week. So I was inundated with seminars and 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 <laughs> social like just it was it was it was a busy week in uh in with being with realtors a lot of realtors so, but it was good it's good to network it's good to network back to the win in any market event that you hosted you know there's probably a lot of people thinking why is rob sharing his secrets with other realtors why is he trying to get them to be better what what is the answer to that you know what? It's just uh, giving, giving back, and um, and we know a lot of times when we share our ideas, there's only a small percentage that will actually implement and do what we say. So, um, but it does help the average realtor in some cases. Like it, they'll come back and they'll, you know, we get um, emails back saying that was a great event. It, it, you know, and sometimes the emails come later, months later, say what you taught us help my business. Now there is more than enough business out there for everybody. Um, and, uh, so sharing is, uh, you know, just, uh, just our way of giving back and, uh, helping sometimes new agents coming into the business and, and, you know, and they, and they learn and people are coming to this. We actually had some investors came to this, you know, we had some calls and some investors would, you know, send us an email. Is this more for investment? I said, it's more for realtors, but you're welcome to come, but just let you know that you're going to, it's a lot of talk about, uh, being with, uh, you know, as a realtor trying to help their business. Nice. That is great to see that, uh, the golfy team continues to give back and, uh, and try to make others successful. That's, uh, that's really, uh, something that, uh, you can hang your hat on for sure. Uh, let's get to some of the big topics that are on the, uh, the lips and the tongues of many people here in this province, including, and we're not that far away from, you know, cottage season, you know, the May two, four weekend is, you know, weeks away, but people are preparing to open up their cottages and some are preparing to maybe someday own a cottage, whether it's a waterfront cottage or something in the Muskokas or maybe down in uh, the Niagara region. If you're thinking of buying a cottage this spring, apparently there's some good news because the average price of a single family home in the so-called recreational region of this province, cottage country, um, is set to decrease by 5% this year. So it sounds like this year could be a good year for people to get into the cottage market. Yeah, absolutely. And now they're, they're attributing a couple of different things. They're saying, you know, that uh, there's a widespread return to uh, in-office uh, work following extensive, you know. So a lot, of, a lot of companies are saying, hey, listen, okay, enough. We want you back at the, uh, at the office. We want yeah. you working there. So 
Uh, a lot of people are not using their cottage as their primary residence anymore, so they may be uh, selling it, moving back towards the, uh, the city. Um, I also attribute that to um, the cost of owning a cottage is becoming more expensive uh, now than, than it was two years ago because of interest rates. So I think people are going to start unloading uh, expenses that uh, luxury, you know, and that I would consider that as a luxury expense. If somebody has two houses and say, Hey, listen, uh, you know, the, you know, the spouses are talking to each other and say, listen, I think we got to unload uh, the cottage because it's, you know, in, you know, interest rates at four and a half, five percent you know what, it's costing us an extra $2,000 a month that we anticipate, we didn't anticipate. And uh, so you're going to find people letting go of uh, some of the cottages that may have cost them more than they anticipated. Hmm. And you're going to start seeing them uh, coming up for sale. Um, but like the market's totally changed overall, no matter where you are in, in Ontario or in Canada, uh, you know, just the dynamics has changed. Um, it hasn't, it's not, uh, a depression or it's not anything like that. It's just, you know what, it's just a change in, in the system. So, and I, and I think cottage cottagers and people that like to, uh, you know, that own them and thought they could afford it, maybe not now, but now new buyers are coming into the market. There might be some opportunities. They didn't have to buy at the high end of the market when they were, uh, climbing like crazy in the last couple of years. In uh, 2022, the average price of a cottage, uh, which is referred to a single-family home in a recreational region uh, in this province, actually went up more than 7% to $635,000 on average. That, again, expected to decrease by 5% in 2023. Um, I, I want to know, when is the golfy Winnebago going to hit the road again? Because I know oh, you had a lot of fun <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. So I've already booked uh, a site and uh, I think uh, it's June 1st, I think, oh, nice. uh, that, uh, that I've got it ready. It's sitting at the RV uh, place there, and it's, uh, it's getting all uh, – I had, had some things that had to be done uh, to it uh, before, the, before the spring. But, uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking, uh, looking, uh, looking forward to that, uh, you know, going, uh, going to Shirkston and maybe in some other places in, uh, in Ontario. But I really want to do a really big trip one day. And, I, and, I, and one of the big trips I want to do is uh, – is I want to do the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, uh, route 66. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And I think that would be an amazing trip just to do route 66 going, you know, start from Chicago, right, right to California. Mm-hmm. And you'll run into a lot of little towns. Like we're talking about like Western towns through the Midwest, like where they, you know, literally like have old, uh, towns like yeah. you know, with saloons. Like, some of them are abandoned. Some of them aren't. But it'd be it'd be really fun to experience that on Route 66. That would be a phenomenal trip. Later on this summer, I'm taking a uh, a family trip out to the East Coast, and that would be probably another great one too for the Golfy Winnebago. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> hey, and hey, if you want to rent it out, I'll be, I'll, I'll gladly uh, take it off your hands. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm using it. Sorry, Rick. I'm using it. <laughs> uh, still to come on the show, we're going to talk about a bunch of a uh, bunch of timely topics and newsmaking topics, including the foreign buyer ban. There's a bit of a tweak to this. We're also going to talk about 
robots and could they solve the construction labor shortage? Give that a thought as we remind you to go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com for the hottest listings in town. Call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That's the Golfie team. If you want to get your home sold for top dollar, 905-575-7700. Again, that's 905-575-7700. All over social media, whether it's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, give the Golfie team a follow. More to come here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today. You'll be calling Canada's number one REMAX team, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfy.com is the website. Some amazing listings on the site, RobGolfy.com. And follow the Golfy team on Twitter. Check them out on TikTok. Instagram and Facebook as well. And they're also offering an instant home estimate. Go online to golfyhomevalue.com, put in some digits and numbers, and you'll get a pretty good idea of what your home could sell for on the open market. Again, that website, golfyhomevalue.com. Let's dive into the foreign buyer ban because there's a bit of a change. There's some amendments that have been made that took effect earlier on uh, this week, including one where the the threshold for owning uh, homes by you know a foreign entity is now at ten percent. Um, what do you think the impact of this is going to be? I, I think you know what they probably realized they restricted it too much. So what they did is that the maximum amount of the non Canadian uh, control in real estate investment uh, uh, trust subject to a foreign buyer ban has been increased from three to ten percent. So I, I, I think they realize they put too much restrictions and, and they go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. Like, it, it, like we're, we're hurting, hurting it. Now, non-Canadians now can purchase vacant land and they can develop it, you know, zone for residential use and use uh, for any purpose. They can uh, now work. Anybody with a work permit uh, are now allowed to purchase a residential property if they have 183 days or more remaining on their, on their permit and have not purchased more than one residential property. So I, I think before they said, nobody can do that. Now, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it, so they, who knows what happened? They probably, you know, started getting uh, backlash probably from uh, people and, you know, saying, listen, what are you doing? We're trying to, we're trying to come to this country and we're trying to make a, you know, make a life for ourselves and, and who knows. But now the negative is the foreign buyer ban may not do 
much to address the nationwide issue of housing affordability. So that, that's not going to happen. Some believe that the ban is nothing more than uh, uh, a performative political gesture. So I don't know. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what these politicians are doing, Rick. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know what? They, they, they put stuff in, they take stuff out, and they mess up the economy. And I don't know. It just, I, I don't know why they even did anything with that. It's not going to, it's not a, it's not a big number that is going to affect it. They should just left, left it the way it was. Be, I'm not saying left, not even put that in, in the, in yeah. the beginning, yeah. like the, uh, like forget there shouldn't have been no amendments. There shouldn't have even put a ban on it. They should have just continued it. I, I don't, it did not make a difference in the market. Uh, in my opinion, uh, with housing, uh, affordability at all. Yeah, I I get the feeling that the federal government's got a bunch of calls from a bunch of individuals, investors or otherwise, to say, listen, this is not going to make a big impact at all on housing affordability. It's not going to open up the housing supply. It's not going to address that bucket. It's really just going to hurt individuals who are trying to get to this country or or purchase property and then move to this country. And that's, that's it. And I think uh, the government has clearly realized that they went a little bit too far with this foreign buyer's ban. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, so now they're, now they're back, uh, backpedaling and, uh, and you know what, and there's going to be more backpedaling, uh, after this too, you're going to see that there's going to be other issues and they just got to drop the whole thing. That's my opinion. Just drop it, go on. Uh, and instead of making life difficult for, uh, uh, immigrants that want to come to this country, just let them, uh, make a life. And, uh, and that's what they want. So like, I mean, first they want them here. Now they, making it tough for them to afford anything here or not, or they can't buy anything at all. So it's hard to tell what these, what the government wants to do. We got some uh, good news a couple of weeks ago from the bank of Canada. They were pressing pause on their series of interest rate hikes. There was a point in time last year where they had, uh, what was it, seven or eight in a row in which they hiked their key lending rate. That, of course, boosted uh, mortgage lending rates. And especially for those in variable mortgages, they were feeling the pain. For those who are up for renewal, uh, you will most certainly feel the pain because uh, we, for years, were treated to ultra-low mortgage rates and and interest rates. Uh, there is some good news here because not only was there a pause from the central bank, but now there's a new report out from Deloitte Canada that says with rate cuts now in sight, this is going to have an effect on the housing market in terms of when it's going to bottom out. And they, they figure that by Q3 this year, which is you know basically late summer, that that's going to be, I, I guess, the worst of it. And then here comes the rebound. Do you get that feeling as well? I, I don't, I don't see that. Uh, okay. I honestly don't see that. Like I truly think this year and, and I'm not sure if you got the, the, the numbers from January to March that I, I sent you. Um, um, remember I always tell you February is always a good, a good month to yeah. make sure you have your house on the market. Well, over here in Hamilton, uh, and surrounding areas, it showed we had a spike in, uh, in, in February. Now, and, and then, and then in March it decreased, like, so the average sale price dropped a bit in March from, from February. And, uh, it's still up from January, the average sale price, but it, it dropped a bit. So even though there was more sales, but there was the, but the average sale price dropped in March, but February, the average sale price jumped significantly. And that the same thing happened in, uh, actually in, in, uh, Burlington, it, it spiked in February, dropped just a tiny bit. In March, not that much. It was pretty close to the same. Niagara, 
same uh, same thing. It uh, it spiked in February and it and it just did a little bit of a drop in uh, in March. And Brantford actually it it jumped in uh, in March average sale price. So it jumped. It was up in January, down in February. Now it's climbing back up again. So, but what what I'm saying is that I think we're going to see up and down spikes throughout the year. Huh. Now I think we did bottom out in uh, November December of last year. Now there's still a big demand. I know uh, their prediction is that it's going to bottom out. I, I, I don't see that there's going to be uh, much of, of a decrease in price, but I do see throughout the rest of this year, it's just going to float around up, you know, up one month, down next month, up one month, down next month. And, and then the average sale price is going to just balance out just to, uh, you know, uh, maybe up uh, this year, maybe two or 3%, maybe four. It's hard to tell. But it's not going to – I don't think the bottom out is going to happen. I think we did bottom out and uh, their prediction. And, and I always say, you're, if, you're, if you're looking at buying a house and, and you can wait or if you're an investor, buy November, December. Especially, and, but if you're looking at, at uh, selling, sell in February. Make sure your house is on the market February. I always say that, and it, and it just proved – I just proved right here that uh, average sale price spiked in February, and now it's starting uh, – and it now settling back down again. So um, – you know what? Everybody's got their predictions, but these guys are getting numbers after. I work in the trenches. I'm in there working and and seeing and feeling and talking to consumers. I know what's happening as it's happening. Uh, most people don't get that information till after the month is over. I have that information at my fingertips daily and weekly. What is, uh, I think, even more interesting from this Deloitte Canada uh, report is that it says, and let's not forget, inflation in February was 5.2%. It was just over 8% about a year ago. So we're, we're definitely heading in the right direction. These interest rate hikes from the Bank of Canada have certainly helped in terms of bringing inflation down. We're still seeing a bit of food inflation in our grocery stores, but that's a whole other issue. Um, Deloitte Canada says that inflation, they're predicting by the second quarter, which we're getting into right now uh, is going to fall to three and a half percent and it is to de- decline even further uh, to in and around three, maybe even two percent by the end of 2024. So the question is, from a real estate or a housing perspective, if we're getting down to three and a half, three, two and a half, whatever percent interest rates from the Bank of Canada and those mortgage rates are coming down, c- can you foresee a pretty active fall real estate uh, sector in the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara area. Absolutely, I, absolutely. So during during the last year year and a half, um, what happened with uh, the consumers? Like like groceries went up, gas, rent uh, rent is up, construction material went up, uh, consu- all consumer goods. Everything got more expensive, right? But during that time, wages increased. So. So um, everybody, you know, were asking for raises. Companies were giving raises. They had to, they had to increase everybody's wages because they couldn't afford whatever uh, was out there and consumer goods and all that kind of stuff. So now people, when interest rates will come back down, their wages will be better for them to qualify for mortgages later this year if, they, if it does, interest rates do come down, you know, 1% or 2%. So I, I yeah, like I, 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 and I do see another little, I, I think, there's going to be little spikes right throughout and it's, and it'll probably start happening maybe in the fall this year. And again, next year in uh, February, March, again, 
And like I predict in 2026 and especially in spring 2027, we're going to see a huge, huge uh, spike in, uh, in real estate. And uh, just because of the shortage of homes that we have out there, we have, to, we have more people coming in. Now, my understanding is, and I, and I, just, found, I just heard this this week, that there was a million people uh, immigrated to uh, Canada in the past year. Now, part of it has to do with people from the backlog that were waiting to get in. And the other part is the people that they're bringing in uh, uh, all the time. Like, like they're, they want to bring in like four or 500,000 people a year. So a million people in one year, you spread that out. Like, I mean, our population is only what, 37, 38 million. Mm-hmm. You add, you know, a million people to the population. That's a, a significant amount of, of people that makes an impact. Hopefully they all have jobs. We're not, you know, you know, uh, paying money to, for these people to, to live. But uh, I mean, a lot of them are getting jobs and a lot of them are doing jobs that, that people that were born in this country aren't doing so, which is good. We need that. But, um, but yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I do feel that, uh, like if we do go into a little recession, I think our real estate recession is behind us. Uh, maybe a consumer recession we're probably in right now, but I don't see any drastic changes too much. Uh, now, and I don't know what the fall is going to bring. Like, 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 like these guys said that they think there's going to be a spike in the third quarter. We'll see what happens. I know we've talked about on the show in the past, it's, it's extremely hard to time the market because we just don't know what's going to happen. But from what we saw last fall and what we just experienced this spring, does that tell us anything about what you foresee this summer? Yeah, I, I think we're going to be flatlining and, and it's just we're just going to have a, a balanced, easy, a little slower than normal market. But I think it's just going to it's it's just going to, you know, chug along and, and uh, just go nice and easy. Uh, it's not going to be big numbers like, you know, like uh, dramatic numbers, but people are going to put their, you know, feet, toe in the water, feel it, see how it is. And you're going to see the buyers coming in slowly on, on a, just a nice, slow, even keel pace, which will be more of a, uh, a balanced market. Like mm-hmm. I, I do think that if you price your house, right, it will go fast. And it just depends on, uh, just, it just depends on the people. And, and the funny thing is it, it's hard. It, it, I've mentioned this before. A lot of people, I don't know what it is, what it is in the market, the news, the weather, whatever. Everybody comes in at the same time to buy a house. You can have a house up for sale for three weeks and nobody's looking at it. And then in, in the third week, you got five people looking at it, two offers. Like, I, it's hard to tell. Like, it's, it's hard to gauge uh, what's going to happen. Absolutely. That's that's part of the fun, too, is not knowing what is going to occur uh, around the corner. we got a couple more minutes left in this segment of the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Mr. Golfy once again. Uh, you sent me a YouTube video of a couple of robots, uh, I believe it's from Boston University, who were doing some pretty amazing things. Uh, they were parkouring. They were, like, jumping around, doing backflips. I mean, it was pretty amazing. And so the question is, could robots solve the construction labor shortage. So we have a shortage of bricklayers and well, you name it, it's, there's a shortage in the construction industry. Could you potentially Rob see robots on the job sites building homes? Absolutely. And they, and, the, and I'll tell you something, Boston dynamics shows that they have robots that are doing bricklaying. They can, they can brick 3000 bricks a day, which normally a crew can do only a thousand a day. Wow. So, I mean, the, the, these robots are doing inversion twirls. They're, you know, back flips and land perfectly. They are not, they're not far from do, in the construction trade. Now, another, here's another factor with these robots. Uh, these robots, 
they can work 24 hours a day. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? There's the, uh, they also have, they don't need health benefits yeah. and uh, no shift changeovers, uh, no bathroom breaks, no smoke breaks and uh, no grievances. You know what I mean? Like, so these roles, oh, I mean, they are perfect for uh, uh, construction. And I mean, they'll do certain things. My prediction for the future that's going to happen with, uh, home builders is that uh, a lot of these homes are going to be prefab in big factories, mm. brought to the site, put up, and uh, these and, and these robots they can drywall. They're showing uh, 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 videos of these robots of uh, drywalling, uh, putting screws in, and and, and putting sheets of uh, drywall on on uh, things. Now, the, the technology today is unbelievable. Can you imagine five to 10 years from now, yeah. they'll be like a regular human being. So, I mean, so do we embrace it or do we get scared of it? I remember, you know, 30, 40 years, well, 30 years ago, people were scared of uh, robots in, in uh, I guess, in factories and stuff like that. But it's, I mean, obviously it has uh, lost a lot of jobs, but those jobs were uh, started elsewhere. Uh, that those people lost, they got jobs on and doing different uh, uh, things, but yes, we're in that technological age that things are going to be done by robots and because nobody else wants to do them. So you're going to get, you're going to see robots picking cherries one day or, you know, who knows? <laughs> Pretty fascinating stuff. When we come back, we're going to talk about owning versus renting. And is it legal to scatter your loved one's ashes on public property? It's a fascinating topic. We'll dive into it next year on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home, when my thoughts escaping home. When my music's playing home, when my love lies waiting silently for me. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today. You'll be calling the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. Get your home sold for top dollar by calling 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Check the out on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team you would like answered on a future show, send them an email. Questions at robgolfy.com. Owning versus renting. It is a debate that many have had. If you're in the, the rental market or you're owning a home and you're thinking, is it cheaper to rent as opposed to owning or vice versa? Rob, what do you think about this uh, latest uh, entry into this debate? Yeah, they're saying that it, it costs uh, a person $1,400, it's more expensive to own. My opinion is, is it's always good to own. Yes, it is more expensive to buy uh, and, and own because your, your mortgage is going to be a lot more. Now, the best way to do this is buy a house or like, and, and the best performance on this is a bungalow. Have a, an apartment downstairs, get a $1,500 to $1,800 a month coming in to help you pay that mortgage, that offsets this. So 
the the key thing is is buying a place and, and and getting help with the rental income on it, and then you build some equity. Then you can start, you know, live there for five years and move on to the next one. But they are saying that um, the the average rent estimated in in Hamilton is uh, two thousand and thirty one dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if you're buying a house, let's say it's uh, the average house value is eight hundred eight hundred eight hundred thousand dollars. It stands. It says that it, your mortgage, according to the report, it, it's a three thousand four hundred twenty-seven dollar uh, uh, mortgage. Now that there's a difference of almost fourteen hundred dollars. So I get it. I get it. It, it, it and it, it becomes more tough. But but people, believe me, buy a house, rent out the basement, help pay that mortgage. It'll be less than fourteen hundred dollars that that you have to make up because you can get probably. Fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars a month if you have a, a, a decent size apartment in the basement. Rent that out for five years, and then you're on your way and set to uh, to build a lot of equity uh, for the future. Well, and that's the name of the game. It's the it's the equity part of it. it. When you're renting, you don't have anything at the end of your term, whether it's one year, three year, five years, ten years. Um, once you're paying your mortgage, you're paying, yeah, a lot of interest, but you're also paying some principal in that too. And at the end of those kind of time frames, you're seeing that equity build, which you can use to do other things, whether it's renovate, landscape, take a trip if you want to. There's a massive benefit to owning. Yeah. You know what? And, and if you just make uh, your payments uh, biweekly, I think you take off like uh, I think five to 10 years, like it's seven, is it five, five years you take off your mortgage, just that, just paying. And I think that works out the next year, one or two payments a year, a year overall. Yeah. But, but if you, if you do that, so your 25 year amortization is 20 years. So, you know, you're there for five years. I mean, you got 15 years left to be mortgage free. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know, and, and buying a house in, in Hamilton, you can get stuff for six, $700,000. They're saying the average is eight hundred thousand, and that's I think probably including with Burlington, they average that out. But you can buy a plate, a bungalow in Hamilton, and you know freshen up, you know, and there and there's a lot of a lot of bungalows in Hamilton. You know, a lot of Europeans have owned, and they had kitchens and bedrooms in the basement and everything. And that that's ideal for a first time buyer. I think it's it's the way to go. You know, you only need five percent down to to go in there, and you can show that you, and then. You know, once you move in, hopefully you qualify for the mortgage. If not, then you get a renter for the basement, and then the the banks will use seventy five percent of that rent to uh, to go towards the mortgage to say, hey, yeah, you do qualify for a mortgage for three thousand uh, dollars because you you will uh, bring in income to uh, to help pay the mortgage. Hmm. We've got a couple of minutes. Aside from the mountain, which you've identified, there's a lot of bungalows on the mountain. Where is another or maybe even a few ideal spots in Hamilton? Are we looking at East End, Central Hamilton for those first-time homebuyers to just get in and start building that equity? Yeah, uh, East End is good. Stony Creek is good. Um, bungalows are the, are the best. Two stories, I mean, two stories don't normally have a side entrance. Some of them do, and if they do, but those two stories in central Hamilton, their basements aren't high enough. A lot of them were built with just a very, uh, you know, like five foot 10 basement mm-hmm. height, which is not enough because when, if it's finished, but, but there are a lot of opportunities out there uh, to buy a house and just put a makeshift apartment downstairs. And there's a lot of people looking for those places. They don't want to live in a, in an apartment building. They don't want to live in a condo. They want, they want to, they want to live in a neighborhood. They want to be able to pull in, park their car, walk in, and they're there. 
They don't want to have to go up an elevator and, and wait, you know, two minutes, three minutes, and, you know, for the elevator and, 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 and just smell everybody's food that, you know, in the hallways and all that kind of stuff. But people do want to live in a house and whether it's in the basement, they do want to live. They want to have a backyard. They want to be able to just take their dog for a walk and just go out the door. So uh, you know what? There's opportunities out there for first time buyers. Get into your first home by calling the Golfy team, 905-575-7700 online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com and start packing. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, scattering a loved one's ashes. Where can and can't you do it? This is the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go-round here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin along with Rob Gulfy, sales representative, Remax's Scartman Realty, the Gulfy team, online at robgulfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada, number two in the world, the Gulfy team, 905-575-7700. The first real estate team in Hamilton's history to sell 1,000 homes in a year. That number again, 905-575-7700. They're all over Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You can also go online to GulfyHomeValue.com. That's GulfyHomeValue.com and get an instant home estimate. All right, this is a really fascinating story. Is it legal to scatter your loved one's ashes in Toronto? So there's a recent news story about this. And, um, you know, they were talking about a, a particular individual who, you know, had a request to scatter their ashes on public private or public property. Uh, there's also some details on what you can do in private lands. Uh, is this a, is this a common request that you have seen or people are asking about when buying a home? Hey, is there any ashes scattered on this property? <laughs> you know what? It, it's hard to tell. You know, you see some guy uh, walking around your backyard throwing ashes around. <laughs> you go, what is he doing? Yeah. Is he fertilizing my lawn? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I, I do see this becoming a major problem in the future mm. because the cost for funerals are becoming so expensive to get a burial and a stone and everything else like that. They're saying that nearly 75% of all people uh, that died were uh, in, in, in 2020 and 21 were cremated. And I, I, I can't believe that's a high number. Like I, like, you know what I mean? Like, like we grew up like aunts, uncles, grandparents, they all, you know, funeral, uh, you know, they had a stone and, you know, at the, at the cemetery and all that kind of stuff. This the today now like seventy five percent of the people are gonna disappear. There's not gonna be no memory of them a hundred years from now because there's not gonna be a stone. So they're just you know doing basically scattering ashes. Now I know in Toronto it's illegal to do in public parks and in lakes, and but they're designating a certain area. Say hey, you want to throw your ashes? You can throw them over here in this corner. So I mean you're gonna see a lot of ghosts in one corner of uh, Toronto some uh, uh, one day. <laughs> Say what's going on over there? There's these ghosts all hanging out. Where it's because uh, Toronto City of Toronto said, hey, 
you could dump them there. But I think it, I think it's going to be a problem down the road. I, I do. And uh, because people aren't uh, uh, doing the, the cemetery burials any, anymore as they used to. Well, I, I did not know this until you passed along the article to me, is that throughout this province, it is legal to scatter cremation remains on private property as long as you get the consent of the landowner. So that should be, I guess, first and foremost, the first thing you do is, you know, knock on someone's door. If you used to live in a home, perhaps, and they wanted to be scattered, uh, have their ashes scattered in the backyard, make sure you get permission from that homeowner. <laughs> you don't want to cross exactly. that. Exactly. Well, exactly. Well, what's the uh, singer from, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, I'm going blank on, on the name is uh, the, the band uh, that, uh, oh, they sing We, we Will Rock You. Uh, oh, Freddie Mercury. Anyway, uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. He had a special request. He said to his uh, wife that he was married to uh, that his ashes be spread out as, uh, in a place that nobody would know. He didn't want a tombstone. He didn't want a shrine around his uh, uh his cemetery, right. the cemetery where his tombstone was, and 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 it's never been disclosed where his ashes were, uh, you know, uh, thrown hmm. uh, to. So and and that will die with his uh, ex-wife. And uh, but yeah, like I mean, everybody's doing this. You know, they you know, it's just kind of a, a good memory for the living person to 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 do that uh, to do what the the deceased passed away. And giving them their wishes where they wanted to spread their ashes. Yeah. So I, I, you know what? I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? Like once you're dead, you're dead. It's, you know what I mean? What, you know, what else can happen after that? Nothing. You know, it's just, it's, it's a living request for the, 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 the living partner or, or family and also the deceased that maybe their wishes be, um, I, I can also see why nearly 75% of all the people who died in Canada in 2021 were cremated because it's it's much less expensive than being uh, placed in a burial plot. According to uh, this report in Toronto, a single lot with an upright marker can cost more than $30,000. That is a lot of money for a burial plot. No kidding. Uh, real estate's getting expensive in every aspect of this <laughs> Even <world>. when you <laughs> die. <laughs> Yeah, it's, listen. I've got lots here for thirty thousand. I got one here for twenty five, and they've got a discount over here. So I don't know. Like it's it's becoming it's, anything to do with dirt is expensive out there. Yeah. Do, do you get the sense? I mean, you know, years and years and years from now, if more and more people are being cremated, there's the, you know less of a chance to go visit a cemetery. Could they potentially one day? We only got about a minute or thirty seconds on this. Could they potentially be decommissioned and have houses built on them? Or are these cemeteries going to be around forever? These cemeteries will be around forever because they're not going to be able to, to remove all the uh, caskets and everything yeah. else. But I could see cemeteries. I mean, they're usually uh, from the, the city they pay for it or the government, but I could see them not growing as fast uh, as they were before. So it'll, it, it, at least there's not as many, it won't take up as much land as they used to. Yeah, I agree with that. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Another great show from Rob, and thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a 
cruise ship! Ah, there was an explosion! Oh my god, the ship is sinking! I can't get out! There's water everywhere! We're going down! I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry! Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.